Hello, my name is Dwayne Peters, and I'm with the Lupus Foundation of America, which is the founder and owner of the open access journal, Lupus Science and Medicine, that is published by BMJ. In this program, we will be speaking with Francisca Lambert Flizar, rheumatology fellow at McGill University, and Dr. Evelyn Vinay, rheumatologist and associate professor at McGill University Health Center. We are speaking about their manuscript published in Lupus Science and Medicine entitled Personalized Therapy During Preconception and Gestation in SLE, Usefulness of 6-Mercapitopurin Mertabolite Levels with Azathioprine. It is available online at lupus.bmj.com. Francisca Lambert-Flazar, let's start out by providing a brief overview of azathioprine and its use in SLE. What is the process for this agent? Azathioprine is one of the immunosuppressants that we use in lupus, and it's particularly used in lupus during the preconception and gestational periods because of its safety profile. Different immunosuppressants are used for different manifestations in lupus, but for example, in lupus nephritis, because we have a lot of patients in our cohort with a prior history of lupus nephritis, patients after being induced with lupus nephritis, they are on maintenance therapy, and that can be with azathioprine or MMF mycophenolate but mycophenolate is teratogenic. So when a patient is thinking about becoming pregnant, we usually switch them from mycophenolate to azathioprine. Dr. Venet, anything you wish to add? If we want to specify the general mechanism of action of azathioprine, is it inhibit purine synthesis? So, and purine are used in DNA and RNA. It's used to uh, create RNA and DNA. So when we inhibit purine synthesis, we lead to uh, less uh, proliferation of white blood cells and thus immunosuppression. What are some of the concerns or issues surrounding its use, especially in young women of childbearing age who may be pregnant or contemplating a pregnancy? Yeah, so we know that disease quiescence at the time of conception and the month before conception is an important prognostic factor during pregnancy. So having a disease quiescence during that time reduces the risk of having pregnancy loss, preeclampsia, and preterm birth. And so that's why it's a particularly critical period for women because it has implications during the pregnancy. And also the issue is that women with lupus nephritis, for instance, they are often controlled with very effective drug, which is mycophenolate mofetil. And so in preparation for pregnancy, we have to stop that drug and switch them to azathioprine. But then we know that some patients never reach good level of azathioprine because they are resistant to it or like shunter because they have like a different metabolism. We need to transition patients from being on a very effective drug, mycophenolate mofetil, to azathioprine. And uh, we know from prior study that some patients are resistant to azathioprine because of their metabolism. They don't metabolize azathioprine well, so they will never reach good level. So by not assessing if the drug level prior to conception, we might let women go into a pregnancy and with a drug that might be ineffective. Uh, so it's very important to um, try to target who uh, won't uh, respond to that drug. And we have the tool available by uh, doing the metabolite testing. What is the process used to monitor the metabolite levels in patients receiving azathioprine? And why is it important to measure them? So azathioprine is a prodrug, and it's metabolized by the liver to 6-mercaptopurine, or 6-MP. 
And then 6-MP is converted to active metabolites, 6-TG, 6-thioguanine, and 6-methylmucapropurine, or 6-MMP. And 6-TG is the metabolite that has the desired immunosuppressive effects that Dr. Vinay was talking about earlier. And we have literature in inflammatory bowel disease that established a therapeutic window for 6-TG metabolite. So they determined that azathioprine's immunosuppressive effects are optimized between concentrations of 235 and 450. And higher concentrations, so above 450, are associated with a higher risk of bone marrow suppression without increased efficacy. So the goal in these patients is really to keep the 6TG levels between 235 and 450. And then for 6-MMP, which is the second active metabolite, it's associated with a risk of liver toxicity when it's above 5,700. Again, that was determined in studies in inflammatory bowel disease. So that's for the metabolite levels. And now we know based again on studies in inflammatory bowel disease that there's something called shunters and they preferentially metabolize 6-MMP towards 6-MMP. And so you can reach hepatotoxic levels without achieving the therapeutic levels of 6-TG. And what has been defined in the inflammatory bowel disease literature as being a shunter is having a ratio of 6-MMP to 6-TG of above 20. So that sort of defines the different categories of patients between therapeutic shunters. And we determined also in our study, and I'll get to that when we talk a bit later, but we have the, the definition of what to us is a patient that's non-adherent or subtherapeutic. And I should add that it takes about four weeks to achieve a steady state for the metabolite levels. Dr. Vinay, I understand that levels had been established for inflammatory bowel disease, but had they ever been studied in lupus previously? There was one small study led by Anka Askanaz from New York who has measured isotherapine metabolite levels, so 6-MMP metabolite levels in lupus patients. So in this small study from the U.S., the metabolite levels tended to be lower than what we find usually in the inflammatory bowel disease population. So a question as to whether lupus patients might have lower cutoff for therapeutic level, although this was only for non-pregnant lupus patients. So it would be very important to conduct a further study to um, establish the therapeutic levels in lupus patients, as well as in pregnant lupus patients, the study in uh, the lupus population that was non-pregnant for metabolite levels. Francisca, please explain the purpose of your study and the methods you employed. As we just mentioned in lupus, the use of metabolite testing has not been widely applied. And we know that many patients on azathioprine, when they cease treatment, it's either because of presumed inefficacy or toxicity. So being able to appropriately identify them as either subtherapeutic, non-adherent, and being able to identify patients that are in the metabolite levels would put them at risk of drug toxicity could potentially improve the efficacy and safety of the clinical decision-making during this very critical period in a woman's life. So the objective of our study was to examine and describe how we use these metabolite levels to guide treatment in women with lupus in the preconception and gestational periods. So we performed a retrospective assessment of women with lupus between the ages of 18 and 40 with at least one visit with the McGill lupus cohort during a two and a half year period. And among all women who were pregnant or trying to conceive, we identified those that had the six mercaptopurine metabolite levels drawn at least once. And then we went on to characterize 
key clinical characteristics. So if they've had prior lupus nephritis, their disease activity using the lupus low disease activity state and their pregnancy outcomes. And then we went on to suggest potential definitions of patients that would be subtherapeutic. So subtherapeutic would be a 60G level below 235 while receiving a dose of azathioprine of less than two milligrams per kilo per day. And then we would define non-adherence as having non-detectable or barely detectable metabolite levels despite having adequate dosing. And then the shunter uh, that we mentioned previously would be patients with a 6 MMP to 6 TG ratio of 20 or above with high levels of 6 MMP. So then, what were the results? What are the significance of your findings? And did you encounter any unexpected information in your data? So what our study highlights is a few different uses of the metabolite levels. So out of the six patients, we identified one that was a shunter, and we appropriately switched her from azathioprine to tacrolimus, which is also safe in pregnancy. So that was something important that we identified. Another thing that we identified is the high number of non-adherence in our population. So I'm just going to go through a bit about the numbers that we have. All of the patients but one, so five out of six patients had prior lupus nephritis. And five of the six patients, 60G levels were below the normal range, which highlights what Dr. Vinet talked about a bit earlier, which may be the uh, dosing and pregnancy of 60G goes down. And among the patients that had low uh, 60G, three had non or barely detectable levels, despite appropriate dosing. So that suggests non-adherence. So that's three out of six patients, which is an important proportion of our patients. And two of the patients of the three were pregnant or trying to conceive. And then out of the three pregnancies, two had no adverse outcome and one was complicated by preeclampsia. And we know from the literature that about 20% of uh, lupus pregnancies experience placental mediated complications. So it's unclear whether this low 60G level had an effect, but it is important to note. And so that's it. So what are, we're able to draw from this research is that we identified a shunter and we identified a significant amount of non-adherent patients. And we were able to safely escalate also the dose of azathioprine, knowing that we were not reaching the toxic levels of 6-NMP and 6-TG. I concur with what Francesca said. And uh, like what were really surprising is that Despite our small numbers, we found like a, a substantial proportion of patients who were non-adherent. So we saw that in our small sample, 50% being non-adherent. And then we also identified one uh, shunter like in our small sample. So this uh, could be um, uh, useful to really identify those at risk of not responding during pregnancy and having flare. So five out of the six patients had levels that were below the therapeutic range defined in inflammatory bowel disease. So this suggests that perhaps in lupus patient, the therapeutic range might also be lower as suggested with the prior small study from New York. Dr. Vinay, how will these findings be used to improve treatment of SLE using azathioprine, especially in the study population of young women of childbearing age? What are the benefits? Uh, Given that 
six mercaptopurine metabolite testing is widely used in inflammatory bowel disease. I think uh, we need more study like ours to show that in lupus patient and partially during pregnancy, we need to start doing the same thing with our patient, uh, given that uh, it's a particularly uh, critical period. And with our small study, we've shown that we can identify different clinical scenarios where it's very useful to have the result of the metabolite testing. It can lead to a um, change in uh, clinical decision-making, uh, as well as a discussion with patient about adherence. And I think uh, this is very important, uh, given the high rate of adher- non-adherence in our uh, patient population. So I think it's to encourage um, other studies on that issue and to try to implement that in a clinical setting in the lupus patient population, partially during uh, pregnancy. So why is there a high level for lack of adherence among this population? I think in lupus in general, it has been shown by a prior investigator that level of adherence are not that high. I think from clinical experience, uh, because there's not a lot of studies in pregnancy, particularly in our study population, I think it's from the fear of arming the fetus. So uh, some patients are afraid that their drug is toxic, even if we reassure them. And also they receive conflicting information. Sometimes pharmacists are maybe not up to date with the information about like isotapin, because we know it well in rheumatology that it's safe during pregnancy. But uh, often uh, when we look at some uh, outdated resource, we see that uh, it can be uh, categorized as a medication that should not be used in pregnancy. So patients receive conflicting information and also they have a lot of fear. Huh? Lupus pregnancy is a very um, anxiety-producing uh, situation. So um, I understand patients that they have uh, some um, concern uh, regarding their health, the health of their baby. Are there limitations that you might wish to highlight for our listeners? One limitation is that we did not quantify through patient self-reported adherence how severely non-adherent or adherent the patient were. So this could be done in future study to see how well it correlates with adherence. Then one other limitation is, again, we compare the levels to those established in inflammatory bowel disease, yet in lupus, maybe it's lower therapeutic level that we should be targeting. So in practice, when a patient has a 60G level that is very close to the lower level of normal in inflammatory bowel disease, the question is, should we be adjusting that or increasing the dose if the patient has a disease that is in low activity state? Perhaps future study will show us that this is fine and and then indeed lupus patients have lower target uh, range than inflammatory bowel disease. Are there any plans to continue this work in a larger prospective study? So currently there is no other group to my knowledge that is um, assessing this issue in lupus. What our next step is um, we are currently planning to do a survey of uh, SLIC members uh, regarding azathioprine transition from uh, mycophenopamphetil to azathioprine prior to pregnancy in patients with lupus nephritis and whether the, the use of metabolite testing is done in different centers. And then uh, besides the survey, we are at uh, McGill uh, doing a prospective course study, the lupus in pregnancy cohort, the legacy cohort, which among other objectives will aim to assess azathioprine metabolite levels during pregnancy and uh, see um, if it correlates with uh, increased uh, risk of flare and adverse pregnancy outcomes during pregnancy. 
And ideally, in the future, in a few years, what would be very interesting is to see if we could do a clinical trial implementing isotherapin and metabolite testing uh, and see if uh, this could be like uh, implemented in a pragmatic trial to see if it's in doing it could improve like outcome in lupus pregnancy. Uh, but again, this would be complicated. Now that there's a lot of newer drugs coming into lupus and eventually some might be approved for pregnancy in a somewhat future. So uh, we might have different options to treat pregnant patients uh, during pregnancy. So it might be very interesting to uh, be able to identify those that could re respond to azathioprine and then those who would be like a resistant or shunter could be then uh, transitioned to another uh, medication. Okay, Francisca and Dr. Vinay, do you have any final thoughts? One of the uses that wasn't highlighted because we have a small number, but if a patient has, for example, leukopenia or elevated liver enzymes, and we're wondering, is this a lupus flare or is it drug toxicity, having these metabolite levels uh, will be key to be able to tell the difference between the two. Yes, I agree with you. And then I think we in medicine, we want to focus a lot on personalized medicine and try to come to the day where we can choose the right drug for the right patient. And I think that doing metabolite testing with isotherapine is getting closer to that point of having personalized treatment. I think we need to evaluate if the patient has a high risk of not responding. And I think it's important to assess them as to whether they are resistant or they are non-adherent in planning for the pregnancy. And eventually, a future study could evaluate if this practice is indeed associated with better outcome. Well, thank you both for taking time to share your findings with us. We have been speaking with Francisca Lambert-Flazar, Rheumatology Fellow at McGill University, and Dr. Evelyn Vinay, Rheumatologist and Associate Professor at McGill University Health Center. They discussed their manuscript, Personalized Therapy During Preconception and Gestation in SLE, Usefulness of 6-Mercapitopurin Metabolite Levels in Azathioprine, which is published in the open access journal Lupus Science and Medicine. It is available for free online at lupus.bmj.com. For the Lupus Foundation of America and BMJ, I'm Dwayne Peters. Thank you for listening.